This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Anti-government speech has now become a four-letter word. In more and more cases, the government is declaring war on what should be protected political speech whenever it challenges the government's power, reveals the government's corruption, exposes the government's lies, and encourages the citizenry to push back against the government's many injustices. Indeed, there is a long and growing list of the kinds of speech that the government considers dangerous enough to red flag and subject to censorship, surveillance, investigation, and prosecution. Hate speech, conspiratorial speech, treasonous speech, threatening speech, inflammatory speech, radical speech, anti-government speech, extremist speech, and so on and so on. Things are about to get even dicier for those who believe in fully exercising their right to political expression. Indeed, the government's seditious conspiracy charges against Stuart Rose, the founder of the Oath Keepers, and several of his associates for their alleged involvement in the January 6th Capitol riots puts the entire concept of anti-government political expression on trial. Enacted during the Civil War to prosecute secessionists, seditious conspiracy makes it a crime for two or more individuals to conspire to, and I'm quoting here, overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the U.S. government, or to levy war against it, or to oppose by force and to try to prevent the execution of any law. End of quote. It's a hard charge to prove, and the government's track record hasn't been the greatest. It's been almost a decade since the government tried to make a seditious conspiracy charge stick against a small Christian militia accused of plotting to kill a police officer and attack attendees at his funeral in order to start a civil war. And... It lost its case. Although the government was able to show that the Hurity had strong and government views, the judge ruled in U.S. v. Stone that, and I'm quoting here, offensive speech and a conspiracy to do something other than forcibly resist a positive show of authority by the federal government is not enough to sustain a charge of seditious conspiracy, end of quote. Whether or not prosecutors are able to prove their case that Rose and his followers intended to actually overthrow the government, the blowback will be felt far and wide by anyone whose political views can be labeled anti-government. Folks, all of us are in danger. In recent years, the government has used the phrase domestic terrorists interchangeably with anti-government, extremists, and terrorists to describe anyone who might fall somewhere on a very broad spectrum of viewpoints that could be considered dangerous. The ramifications are so far-reaching as to render almost every American with an opinion about the government or who knows someone with an opinion about the government an extremist in word, deed, thought, or by association. You see, the government doesn't care if you or someone you know has a legitimate grievance. It doesn't care if your criticisms are well-founded. And it certainly doesn't care if you have a First Amendment right to speak truth to power. What the government cares about is whether your thinking or speaking or sharing or consuming as information has the potential to challenge its stranglehold on power. Why else would the FBI, CIA, NSA, and other government agencies be investing in corporate surveillance technologies that can mine constitutionally protected speech on social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Why else would the Biden administration be lightening those who share, and I'm quoting here, false or misleading narratives, and conspiracy theories, and other forms of mis-, dis-, and mal-information, unquote, to terrorists. 
According to the Department of Homeland Security's Terrorism Bulletin, and again I'm quoting, threat actors seek to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. End of quote. By the government's own definition, America's founders would be considered domestic extremists for the heavily charged rhetoric they used to birth this country, folks. All across the country, those who challenge the government's authority with rhetoric no less colorful than the founders are being shut up, threatened with arrest, or at the very least accused of being radicals, troublemakers, sovereign citizens, conspiratorialists, or extremists. Some are being fined. In Punta Gordon, Florida, for instance, two political activists were fined $3,000 for displaying protest flags with political messages that violated the city's ordinance banning signs, clothing, and other graphic displays containing words that the city deems indecent. The protest signs displayed phrases which said, F policing for profit, F Trump, F Biden, and F Punta Gorda trying to illegally kill free speech. Coming to the defense of these two activists, the Rutherford Institute challenged the city of Punta Gordon's ban on indecent speech as a violation of the First Amendment safeguards for political speech. We won the first round, with the Charlotte County Circuit Judge ruling against the city, noting that the ordinance was clearly designed to chill political speech, which is protected under the First Amendment. You see, the right of political free speech is the basis of all liberty. No matter what one's political persuasion might be, every American has a First Amendment right to protest government programs or policies with which they might disagree. The right to disagree with and speak out against the government is the quintessential freedom. Every individual has a right to speak truth to power using every nonviolent means available. This is why the First Amendment is so critical to us. It gives the citizenry the right to speak freely, protest peacefully, expose government wrongdoing, and criticize the government without fear of reprisal. Americans of all stripes should do well to remember that those who question the motives of the government provide a necessary counterpoint to those who would blindly follow where the politicians choose to lead. We don't have to agree with every criticism of the government, but we must defend the rights of all individuals to speak freely without fear of punishment or threat of banishment. This is how freedom rises or how freedom falls. As comedian Lenny Bruce, a lifelong champion of free speech, remarked, if you can't say F, you can't say F the government. Unfortunately, what we're dealing with today is a government that wants to suppress dangerous words. Words about its warring empire, words about its land grabs, Words about its militarized police, words about its killing, its poisoning, and its corruption in order to keep its lies going and to hide the truth. If the government censors get their way, there will be no more First Amendment. There will be no more Bill of Rights. And as I point out in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, and its fictional counterpart, The Eric Blair Diaries, there will be no more freedom in America as we have known it. Time to speak truth to power. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. 
Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.